0: And she is 30 years old. She is an autism mom and an abuse survivor. She's been through a lot of toxic relationships and that taught her many lessons. And she wants to tell her story in hopes that she gives strength to those who need it. And I know that she tells some kind of story on TikTok, right? Like you are chronicling, if that's the right word, um, you know, your life and everything. So I'm very... um, I wanna know, know all about it. So I'm gonna turn the camera over to you. Take it away,
1: Anna. Okay, well, I started, well, I really started on Instagram. Um, and then I found TikTok and I was just attracted to it more. Um, but I share my story about my abuse that from growing up, my mom was an alcoholic. And because she was an alcoholic, I was abused by her husband um, for a really long time, longer than it should have happened. And it was just, everything was a mess. You know, my dad came into the picture because the abuse and CPS got involved and he didn't want to pay child support. So I had to go live with my dad, um, but he didn't want me. So it was just one toxic home to another. Um, And yeah, and I just, I started to share just because I held all that in and my mom would tell me not to talk about it. My dad never talked to me. Like they never really sat down with me. And talk to me about it. And when I would bring it up, it was like a, Shh, we don't talk about that. We don't bring shame to the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just making me sick. So I, once I started to realize what was toxic and what was bringing me down, then I just wanted to share and just talk about it. And at first, it was really nerve wracking. It took me a really long time to get to where I'm at right now. It I don't know how many tries I. It was like maybe like two or three years of me just trying to get my story out there. And then I finally, one day it just clicked. And now I'm just pretty much spilling everything and just letting it all out. When you say sick, what do you mean sick? Were you physically sick? Yeah. Well, my depression was really bad. My anxiety was really bad. Um, I recently found out that I do struggle with a little bit of PTSD that triggers my anxiety Um, And there's just certain things that will do it. Like my mom would play really loud music and hearing loud music triggers my PTSD. And it just puts me in this state of just like panic. Um, Mm -hmm. I also um, suffer from thinking that someone's gonna come take my child away from me which I know is completely impossible but because I got taken away from my mom. um, Now in my adult life, I feel like, oh my gosh like what am I not doing right with my kid? And since she was diagnosed with autism as well When she was two I went through a lot of guilt and so it was just like what did I do wrong like I said I wasn't going to be like my mom and I feel like I turned out like her but now like my mindset is completely different it was just in the beginning I was really like victimizing myself.
0: Mm -hmm. How did you get to this point though like what were the steps you had to take so if you want to start with your story um
1: you can do that. Okay um well, for me, it really it really started when I had my daughter. Um, and I started to realize what being a mother was all about. And I started to really see what my parents didn't do. And that started to bother me. I'm just like, I can never do what my parents did to me, to my child. And so when she got diagnosed, I was overweight. Um, I had really bad skin. I was not taking care of myself. I didn't care. Um, And when she got diagnosed, I knew that I had to start taking care of myself. So I started by losing weight and I've lost like over 80 pounds since I started. And I go to the gym every day and I, you know, take care of my skin the best that I can. And it was just little by little, I started to just build more confidence in myself. And I started by what was making me upset. Like what, what was it that was really bringing me down? And so once I started to fix that, I changed my diet and it just made me happier. So it made me become a better mother. And it made me learn about what autism is and what am I going to do from here instead of you know, being victimized. And like, why me? It was more of like, okay, now she's diagnosed, at least I know what it is. And what am I going to do? So we started therapy, and we started early intervention. And she started school, and I was able to put a lot more energy and focus on her once I started to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And now it's just, you know, I'm a strong autism mom, she's completely out of school, I'm homeschooling her. You know, we do ABA therapy three times a week. I'm learning about speech and OT because she's not receiving that right now because of COVID. So there's a lot that is on my plate, but I feel like if I didn't start with the root of the problem, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing with her. I would probably be like my mom and be neglectful. And, you know, my mom did drugs and all that stuff. I went through my period as well before I, you know, had my daughter. Um, I went through a lot of like self-medicating and it was more like after high school Um, I did I did go into like the drug experiment stuff I was into pills when I was younger and just drinking a lot and just trying to forget everything Um, Mm -hmm. so it's been a struggle I've been through a lot but I don't know like I don't I don't regret going through any of it because I don't know if I would be as strong as I am today you know like I've had to go through cutting off all my family, and that was really hard. Um, You know, cutting my mom off was probably one of the most stressful things I ever had to do, but I tried to bring her back into my life, and I tried to have her be in my daughter's life. And it turned out that she was still in contact with my abuser. And she was trying to get pictures of me and my daughter to send to him so that he can get like an update on the great job that he did. So that's when I Mm -hmm. realized that my mom is sick. Like she, I mean, unfortunately, she gets pleasure from bringing a pedophile or, you know, somebody who, you know, goes after children. She gets pleasure in bringing them the children. And so once I realized that I had to completely cut her off and I just stopped talking to her. And then next was my dad. And I sat down with my dad and I talked to him and I was like, look, like you, when I was 16 my dad signed me back over to my mom because he had a whole new family and I just wasn't gonna accept it. I, you know, they just came in and there were some things that I knew about her that just, no, like, I don't know how you're still gonna marry her after knowing these things about her. But no, my dad, instead of, you know, taking care of me, he went ahead and chose himself and this is his life and he's going to be happy with her. And that was that. So he signed me back over when I was 16 to my mom, which I don't think was a very good idea. And, you know, like he signed me back over and I was getting better grades, but I was going to a school that didn't like. I never went to school and the only thing I did was just give my homework to somebody else to turn it in for me. And I was what, ne- what do you mean days. you
0: never went to school?
1: When I was yeah, when I was with my mom, I was ditching all the time. Like I was always leaving school and we were always going what we called it is we would go fishing and not literally fishing, but we would go look for somebody to buy us alcohol, like somebody random that we would what, see a- on the what street. age was
0: this? What age was that?
1: Um, this was sixteen, between like mm. the end of my high school when my dad signed me back over so we would always go buy alcohol and this is when I started to be introduced to like different drugs and because I went to a school where things like this were passable I guess like my dad had me in a better school when I went to my mom's neighborhood I just no what Um, state was
0: that what state
1: I'm in California
0: oh in California okay
1: yeah um but yeah, once I started going to that school, I got introduced to all kinds of drugs and my mom only paid attention to my grades. So she would never see the absences. Um, and yeah, I was just, I was wild. I was wild. Like I think back on it and I'm just like, I don't know how I didn't die because there were times where I would put myself in danger. I would hang out with dangerous people. I, it was awful. Like I think back and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I never want my daughter to do anything like that. How old is um, your daughter?
0: How old's your daughter?
1: She's five.
0: Oh, she's five. Okay. And yeah. The, the, old. the father of the daughter, the, the, your daughter,
1: he's not in the picture. No, he is. Yeah. He is. Oh, yeah. 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 We're still together. I've been with him since I was 22 I'm oh, oh, 30 oh, okay. now. So
0: oh, yeah, okay. we've, yeah,
1: we've been together for a while.
0: Oh, good. So you're, you're, yeah. you're living together and stuff here to go. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And then these stories that you tell on TikTok, like I said, I haven't really been able to study them or anything like that, but I know you like tell like stories or something. So I want to hear about that. I want to, as as much as you're comfortable talking about, because I want to have people know that it's possible to be how you are now at 30, uh, going through traumatic things like that. You said you had. you were, are an abuse survivor. So are you talking about your, your mom?
1: Yes. So just just dealing with a lot. Well, no, my, my whole family, (laughs) I'd say, um, I've received, I guess, abuse from each one of my family members in a different way. Um, my, my dad was just really neglectful. You know, his excuse was that his dad wasn't in his life. So he doesn't know how to be a dad. Oh, he told Um, you
0: that. He told you, yeah,
1: I mean, and he what, also, what
0: age, and what age did he tell you that? Because sometimes we talk about this on this podcast, we've talked about it, how we have to kind of look at where our parents have come from and, mm-hmm. and, but I think we have to be at a certain age to be like, I understand that now, so I forgive you. But when you are young and you are a kid and you're mm-hmm. supposed to be taken care of from the person who had you that's not something you need to hear at that point and understand. So is that when you heard it when you were a little kid?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, My dad would tell me, my dad would tell me all the time, like, oh, your mom was supposed to be on birth control. You weren't supposed to be born. I wanted her to have an abortion. Like my dad did not want me. That's so sad.
0: So it was very
1: clear. I mean, I'm okay now. It used to hurt me a lot more, but now I'm just like, I'm just like, you know, it is you grew up differently, I, I don't know, like, he taught me everything not to do, so, seeing it could have went
0: the other way, mm-hmm. could have went the other way, you could have been doing what they
1: did to your daughter, yeah. um, so, bravo yeah. for you, but you no, know? I can't, and that's where, like, I realized was when I became a mother, I was like, how, like, how do you say that to your child, and you're, you're just okay, like, I don't know, like, I mean, I get you didn't want to have me, but, you did the deed. So like, what did you think was going to happen? But also my dad was in a relationship and my mom was married when she got pregnant with me. So they were having affairs with each other. Okay. And I so guess...
0: your mom was already married.
1: Mm-hmm. Your father was having
0: a relationship with somebody else. Right. He got your mom pregnant, but your mom was married.
1: Yes. From right, my right, understanding, right. they've never really told me the story, but as I put the puzzle together. You figured from... it out. You figured yeah. it out. So he got married the year that I was born. And so I know that he was in a relationship while he was seeing my mom. And that's probably why in his head he thought, oh, like she's gonna take care of it. She is on birth control cause she's not gonna wanna get pregnant. Her husband's white. So obviously like, I'm not gonna look like him. Um, but no, like, I guess she lied to him and she ended up getting pregnant. So
0: oh. yeah. And do you have siblings?
1: Yes, I have an older sister on my mom's side. I have an older sister, a little sister, and a little brother. And my little brother and sister are only 10 months apart, so they're very close. Um, and then on my dad's side, I have my older brother, which actually one of my stories on my TikTok, this is the story that blew up, was about my older brother. He's in prison for murder.
0: Now, I want to, um, if you're comfortable with telling that, I want to hear that too.
1: Yeah. Um, I Well, but- my brother. Um, My brother, he, he, um, he killed somebody. He killed a young girl. She was only 19 years old. Um, back when I was, I believe I was 20 when he did this 19 or 20, she was only a year younger than me when she, when he, when all this happened. Um, and this happened in Arizona and he, I don't know the I don't know exactly the story but I went to go see him in prison when he got arrested. The FBI was on his case. He was on the news when I found out. That's how I found out was on the news. Um and then I went to go see him before he got sent to Arizona and um before he left he told me I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And I really in my heart I wanted to believe him um because he's my brother. Like I I don't know. Like, I just wanted to believe him. But once I started to read the story. I understand that. And I ended up meeting up with one of the girls who was actually there at the murder. Um, She was in the car. Because what happened is my brother went to this guy's house where he was holding, like, his girlfriend captive, supposedly, um, and holding this other girl captive. But this is what she told me. I actually went to go meet up with her. This was her story. She said that she ended up getting kidnapped and they started using her as like a prostitute and that people would come in and you know do the deed with her and pay you know her pimp which was the guy who kidnapped them and my brother found out about it drove up there with her sister and broke into the house and when he broke into the house it was only her and this other girl so the other girl wouldn't give up any information um and she didn't want to say where the guy lived and all this stuff so they her sister and my brother ended up tying her up with zip ties putting her in the trunk um and they were just driving around trying to figure out what to do well during that time she popped off the zip ties popped the trunk open and ran out of the car while they were at a red light and my brother got out of the car took off after her and shot her dead in front of someone's house and um Respect for the family. I don't want to go into detail about how no, she died no, exactly. No, no, um, But it was awful. It was awful. And it was just the fact that she was just left there made like really got to me. So afterwards, she said that her sister jumped into the driver's seat. They were driving around. And while they were driving around, my brother ended up calling them from, I don't remember if it was a hotel or if it was a gas station. And he, they went around, they picked him up and then they drove back to the state. Um, they do have my brother on camera at whatever place he was at that where he called them. So once I saw that, I was like, wait a minute, like this seems like very suspicious. Um, there was a lot of evidence against him. They found a really small drop of her blood on his shoe, but personally, like it, it was a very small drop. And my dad just holds on to that so much that it's like, I'm like, dad, like if there was so, even just a little bit of her blood there, he's guilty like and my dad doesn't see it that way that's how me and him like started to fight a lot well to Um, be fair and this is
0: horrible but the whole thing is so horrible mm -hmm. but it is his son so it's like right and i'm not saying it's it's right it's just of course he's gonna try to protect him and hold
1: on to whatever he had
0: you know i'm saying for me
1: and for me i'm just such a like realist and to the point where i'm like no he did this and it's not okay so my dad you know he still holds on to all his stuff he still has hope that he's gonna get out you know he got 25 to life in there but that little drop of blood and i was in my head i think that they got rid of the weapon they never found the weapon um they got rid of his clothes they never found the clothes that he was wearing that night i think he changed and that's how the blood was transferred onto those shoes that they found um I think my brother did it. And I think he's guilty. And I know on TikTok, some people disagree with me about it. And that's okay. I say that's fine. If you want to stand by your family, I 100% understand that. Me personally, I don't feel comfortable standing by somebody who I feel is guilty. When Mm -hmm. I wake up, I feel awful for the family. I feel awful for her and how she died and how she was around my age and where she can be in life right now. So that's what makes me upset. And so that story was one of my big ones that blew up on tiktok um and yeah people still see that and some people still call me out but that's okay like i
0: why what would be the point of saying something you didn't feel it was true i mean it's not like you you said that you found out the information from somebody who was there
1: yes right yeah that's mm -hmm.
0: right so
1: why would they lie to you but I don't know if she was protecting herself and her sister. I don't know. There's just, there's so much that it's like, you know, and then you also gotta, you also
0: gotta, gotta go with your gut too. I mean, how, you know, what was your brother like? I mean, was that like totally out of the
1: realm of possibilities or was your brother? Well, he covered up really well. And that's why it was really hard for my dad to accept it. You know, he was the star basketball player. Um, He had a really good job. He took care of, you know, his family. He took care of his mom and his little brother that lived in L.A. Um, he, you know, he he just looked like the star child. And so when it came from my dad, it was a complete surprise. But I was a sister and I knew things about him that my dad did not know. I knew he was involved in being I knew my dad. I knew my brother was a pimp. That's what he was. I knew that's what he had. And I knew he had different girls that he would talk to awful. He would bring them in my room on speaker and I would hear these conversations. Mm. Um, there was one time I had a boyfriend when I was 14 and he went to his house, car loaded two people or two, two cars loaded full of people with guns to my boyfriend's house when I was 14 years old. And I was terrified. I felt so awful. Like I felt bad how, for him. How much,
0: older, how much older is your brother?
1: He's seven years older than me oh okay so he's 37 now mm-hmm. and he's been in jail for how long oh uh, gosh since he was 25 wow so, yeah wow that's
0: hard that's rough but man mm-hmm. uh, poor girl um yeah. and what what are other things that you talk about on tiktok i, I i'm
1: curious like um, go into any what- of those other stories well, I mean, I named my TikTok Thinking Out Loud with Anna because I always, w- I just want to talk about whatever comes to my mind. Um, we'll get things off my chest and kind of use it as my therapy. So one of the next things, I mean, I always talk about like my toxic relationship with my dad and my toxic relationship with my mom and my sister and just how um, my, my mom is another one that I want to talk about because she was racist and- um, Because she's what? I'm sorry. My mom is racist
0: oh. against Black
1: people. Um, So I grew up with that. I grew up with a lot of um, self-image issues. Um, Mm -hmm. I do talk about that. There's times when I can't even post on TikTok because I'll look at those videos and I'm just like, oh gosh, now I look so ugly or whatever. So it left me with a lot. um, But I'm trying to think like, what else do I have on my TikTok? What did you, what what
0: was the problems with your sister?
1: She's toxic. Um, she was, she was not a supportive older sister, I guess you could say. Um, my mom brainwashed her a lot. So she was really mean to me growing up. Um, she would make fun of my hair. She would make fun of my skin tone. And one of the stories that I have on my page is her, when I was little, she would tell me that I was darker than the rest of my siblings, which they're all full Mexican and I'm the only mixed one. So she would tell me that I'm darker than them because my mom found me in the dumpster and I'm so dirty, and I couldn't get the dirt off. And that's why I'm darker. So I remember getting into the shower, and just scrubbing so hard to the point where mm. like my skin would bleed, because I would think I'm dirty. Um, and I brought that up to her as an adult, because it still affects me to know that she would say that like, it, I just, it's very racist. Mm -hmm. um so as an I I don't hold her responsible for when we were kids because my mom obviously but as an adult for her to laugh about it still that's where I have a problem and that's where I had to cut her off because it's not okay um and that's just her mentality and that's how she's always treated me like she's always seen me as less than her because of my skin color so Mm -hmm. yeah that's my sister
0: (laughs) and then I was going to ask you, I'm going to ask you what, you don't have a relationship with your mom now. So how did you learn how to like, to me, it sounds like you got your head on straight, like for 30 years old.
1: Um, Did you go to therapy? What did you, what did you do? I mean, I'm in therapy now. Um, I, I, I just started to do, I got into spirituality more than anything. And once I started to realize that I can take control of my life and that I wasn't I wasn't dealt these cards to feel bad for myself. That's where like my mentality started to change. And I started to realize that I didn't go through all of this to just sit here and be quiet about it, or to sit here and just dwell on it. Um, like spirituality really changed my like my way. and I started to meditate. And, you know, my grandma passed away when I was twelve, and I, I genuinely feel like she's the only one who's really loved me unconditionally um, and through meditating, I'm able to connect with her. Um, and I just feel like I have my grandma by my side and I, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have spirituality knowing that she's there. Um, and that's what, that's, what's gotten me by that. Right on.
0: Um, grandmother on your mom's side or your dad's side,
1: my mom's Mom's side. Mm
0: -hmm. So your grandmother was in the picture when your mom was treating you not well. Right. So what, what was your grandma doing at that point?
1: Um, well, I feel like my grandma got dementia really early on because she passed away, like in her late 70s. And I want to say that, like, around that time, I kind of remember a little bit, like I remember going over to her house and I was always around my grandma because she only spoke Spanish. So I didn't know English when I was a kid at all. Like Spanish was my first language. And because of her, I learned Spanish. And so I remember her taking care of me when I was really little, um, And then I just, I don't remember exactly when things like took a twist. It was more like around the time my mom got pregnant with my little brother. That's when she met my abuser, when she was still pregnant with my little brother. Um, And I want to say that's around the time when things took a twist. And so I was four years old and my grandma ended up moving to LA. So we were two hours away from her and she, um, she, I, I just, I don't, I don't really remember exactly like what happened. I just know that like my uncle on my mom's side like protects her one hundred percent, believes everything that she says, and I, I guess you can say the family's kind of on her side for me to be quiet. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to say that my grandma was really supportive when she was here in the physical world. I want to say mm-hmm. that she was a lot like my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, and she would beat my mom and, you know, like, this is something that's gone on for generations. Like my grandma got abused when she was a kid. My mom got abused when she was a kid. And then it's just passed down in the family. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know, like, I feel like when I connect with her at, when I was connecting with her at first, she would always say sorry to me. And it was more of just like, like, she just felt bad for letting the chain go on. And so mm-hmm. I feel like she's really strong in my life, and she's really giving me the strength um, to fix what she did, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel mm-hmm. like she's
1: living through me in a way.
0: Um, I believe you. I'm very spiritual. If you know anything about me, I'm, I've been meditating and practicing yoga. I'm a Reiki master. I've been, it absolutely changed my life 15, 16 mm-hmm. years ago. And for you to make these connections this early, it's really great that you can do that, and you definitely have a different kind of relationship with your grandma now. And it's a really special for you to see that mm-hmm. and, and see the that you just said that she's living through you, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's so
0: awesome. So, your daughter, what kind of gift has your daughter given you? Like,
1: uh, what has that done? Me, she's. I mean, she's the reason why I'm strong today. Um, you know, she just keeps me on my toes. And I mean, when I first had her, it was, I wasn't, I, I didn't want kids. Let's just start there. I just, I got pregnant, unexpectedly switching like birth controls. And my doctor was like, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And it was just misinform, misinformed. Um, and I ended up getting pregnant. I didn't know I was pregnant until three months in because I was getting my period. Um, so I didn't know. And then I had my daughter. And it was just such an unexpected thing that when I had her, I was more in shock of that I was a mom. Um, And I knew I had to take care of her. I knew she was my responsibility, but I was really depressed. And I was going through postpartum really bad after I had, I didn't even know what postpartum would feel like, but once I went through it, I realized that's what it was. But, you know, I would cry all the time and I would have nightmares that somebody was going to come take my child. And it was just... And then I was eating a lot. And so, like I said, when she got diagnosed, that's what really changed like my view. I was like, I don't know how long she's going to be with me. I don't know what, like, I don't know. And then, you know, she, she's nonverbal. So that's one of the main things for her, like communicating. Um, She's starting to talk a lot more now that I have her home with me. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, she's for the most part, she's nonverbal. There's, you know, she has some sensory issues, so loud noises, Um, when it comes to food, certain foods she won't eat. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't know, like she's taught me how to look at life differently, Um, Mm -hmm. how not to judge um, because you don't know anybody's story. Um, I feel like if I were, you know, before I had my daughter, if I were to see a kid that was full grown at the store um, not talking. I would wonder, oh, like, what are the parents doing? That's not right. But now, right. I'm. I don't judge. You know, everybody has their own development. And she's just taught me how to just, I guess, be more focused on myself and my happiness,
0: mm-hmm. so that
1: I can be better for the people around me and not worry about anybody else but them. So you yeah, got she's it, a lot.
0: Anna. You got it. Being selfish <laughs> to be selfless.
1: Yes, that's my motto. <laughs>
0: you gotta be you guys said it three times today to people you gotta be selfish to be selfless Mm -hmm. right it's the only way you can give like you Mm -hmm. taking care i've seen some of your instagrams and i've seen you going to the gym or maybe it's an old one i don't know but taking care of yourself so in order for you to be able to give to your 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 baby your baby girl um Mm -hmm. and your her dad is hands-on and he's really good and he treats you mm-hmm. really well and
1: yeah I mean we've had our ups and downs like any other relationship right um but yo no he's he he comes home from work and he takes over I I'm very grateful for him oh, wow yeah, yeah he's the reason I'm able to like go to the gym and do everything else for myself so yeah he definitely steps in and takes care of her
0: what do you do do you work or besides your baby girl
1: um well before she got diagnosed I was working at a nursing home I I did activities for about six years um and I loved my job that's
0: very fulfilling too Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a nurse I'm a nurse and that's when I was practicing actively I chose to work with elders in that Mm -hmm. situation and they just you you get you learn
1: so much from them so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had mm. dementia, Alzheimer's, and lock unit for the most part. Me too. So like, That's where I was. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, and I, I mean, I had so much fun, but after she got diagnosed, I tried to balance, you know, therapy and all that stuff um, and working, but I was getting no breaks. I was going seven days a week all the time, just always something, um, and especially when she first got diagnosed, we were getting 30 hours a week of ABA therapy, and then I had an hour of OT and then an hour of speech. So my weeks were taken up. Um, and then I found out about IHSS. And a lot of people didn't really know about IHSS. I know I did it for a whole year. I think and somebody mentioned
0: I, that on another podcast that was on, uh, on another one that I did. What is it? What is that? Tell me what that is. I don't even
1: know. Um, it's uh, where you get paid through the state. Like you're a care, you become a caregiver because they come and they do like a whole interview thing to see if, you know, the recipient up, um qualifies for it so once my daughter qualified for it it was either I take over and be her caregiver or I had to hire somebody because I can't take her to just a regular daycare um, so it's in-home supportive services and they basically base it off of the needs of your child so like my she did, she can't communicate she puts everything in her mouth so we always have to be careful of like small objects that she puts in her mouth for her not to choke um, so all of that, they take into consideration. Does she bathe herself? Does she use the bathroom? All that. Um, and that just depends on the needs of the child on how many hours you'll get, but they give you a decent amount of hours to be able to, you know, take care of your kid. Cause she, she, you know, I have to take care of her 24 seven. I can't, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. no taking my eye off of her. Sometimes she wakes up in the middle of the night and we're up from one o'clock in the morning all day, and mm. that's just how it is sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I knew, I knew completely- and
0: you, you, feel like she's making you that stronger person, right? And more mm-hmm. accepting, like accepting, accepting of others, just like you said before, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. I had I have five kids, and there were two that were diagnosed with epilepsy. Um, but I felt like that was something that taught me to be the way you just said more resilient more forgiving Mm -hmm. more empathetic so Mm -hmm. and it's nice that at 30 you learn this so so young you got it you got it put together you you look you're refreshing it's wonderful um thank you you're very welcome um (laughs) before you leave with parting words of wisdom or anything you may want to tell other parents that may be going through any of this
1: or is there
0: anything else you want to share with me or
1: um I mean well I mean when it comes to my page I talk about toxic is toxic and I know some people are not okay with my page because you know family is family and they really believe in sticking by your family and I 100% um, agree with that but if you feel that way then you should probably not be on my page because I have cut off Literally everybody in my life. Um, and I want to help those who are who feel stuck. Like if you're in a family and you feel like, you know, like, oh gosh, like if it's draining to go see your parents or if it's draining to go hang out with your siblings and you just, you, because I know before I would go hang out with my sister or something, I would dread it. I would dread the morning. I would dread having to go over there. And, And then I told myself like, why am I doing this to myself? Like I'm an adult. Like I don't have to be miserable anymore. Like I have every right to be happy. My whole childhood, I've been miserable. So for me, it's to help those that feel like, I have to deal with this or you have this like sense of loyalty to somebody for for what like you don't owe anybody anything
0: and mm-hmm. I think that's
1: where um some people disagree with me um but yeah no I don't feel like I owe my mom my dad or anybody anything
0: right because I feel like your blood that that makes you you have to be obligated to like going over there or like being with them <laughs> Mm-hmm. So you could be just as close to a best friend or a husband or somebody on TikTok or whatever,
1: yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, I had, that's my another thing too. Like I've gone through friends. Um, I had this friend for 12 years and I had to let her go. She, it was just her morals um, were different than mine. And again, I had this sense of loyalty to her and I, I, were, I was her friend a lot longer than I should have been lot more years than I should have been um but you know like she broke up marriages and you know she was dating married men it was just morals were out the window and and I knew in my heart I was like if I didn't meet her before she did all this I would not be her friend anymore and one day I just woke up and I was I I would be miserable talking to her on the phone it was the most draining thing and so one day I was like I can't do this and I just I stopped talking to her which I know it's bad karma. I should have explained to her why I didn't wanna be her friend anymore. Um, but I just stopped talking to her and maybe like a couple, I cried, it was like a breakup for me. Um, it was awful, I went through the motions of it. But after I started to heal, I was like, wow, like why was I her friend for so long? Like, you know, she was in, she was in competition with me all the time. It, and you start to realize these things. And I had this other friend who he, he's a medium And that's how I really got into spirituality. He read me and he like read my grandma and all that stuff. Um, And he became a really good friend. But again, he, he started to use me and he started to talk to me really awful. And I felt like I was being tested in a way and I stood my ground. And after two years of being friends with him, I was like, you know, this is not for me. You, your mentality is very toxic. Um, and so I let that go too. So now I'm just looking for a friend. <laughs> all I all I have is just my you, daughter. You know
0: what? Was, you, your story. The I just broke broke up with my mm. girlfriend of 40 years. And oh, wow. uh, oh yeah, it's it's sometimes you just have to figure out. When you're spiritual, it's almost like you, the deeper you get into spirituality and really opening up your consciousness, you're going to look around and you're going to say, Where are my people? Because you're not like everybody else out there, because they're walking around in a cloud, like, like, fight or flight. Yeah. And you're opening up to this beauty. So it's almost like for me, it might happen to you. You don't fit in. You're very yeah. different. You're weird. Mm-hmm. You're this, yeah. but believe me, I understand I had to make that decision because I'm an empath and I, the, if the energy is not good, that is detrimental to your, to your physical and uh, mental well-being. So Mm -hmm. I say just because it might be your mom or your dad who had you and your dad did this to your mom to have Mm -hmm. you, that doesn't mean that you have to be there with them. So I agree with you on that point, because it's going to affect you Mm
1: -hmm. physically or
0: mentally or both or whatever. Yeah, and it's not good. So you'll find you'll find your your gang. Yeah. There, there's, oh. there's the weird, there's the weird ones on TikTok. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. That are like yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I know you said some really great things, but if you have any last words of wisdom or anything you want to share, you can um, say that now.
1: I guess like, well, one self-care is not selfish. That's one thing I had to learn. And once you start there, it kind of all will be, blossom like you'll start to really care about yourself and you'll start like set your boundaries and make sure you stick with your boundaries and that was one thing that was hard for me in the beginning but once I set those boundaries for myself and told myself like no like no one's ever going to treat me like this again and once somebody did it to me again I was like all right well that's it it was hard it's not easy but once you start doing that you start to just bring in positive energy and positive people and the people that are like at your level and understand where you're going. So I guess my words is just start with that self-care, really make yourself happy. What is, what's your purpose? What makes you happy? And what lights that fire inside of you and just go with it.
0: Amen, girl. (laughs) That was good. That wasn't scripted. That was good. (laughs) Awesome. Where can people find you? And this will all be in the show notes, everybody, so.
1: Okay. Um, on TikTok, you know, thinking out loud with Anna, that's where I'm mainly at. I do have an Instagram too. Same thing. Thinking out loud with Anna. I do go on there every once in a while. I haven't been posting. Um, I know some people are like writing me on there, like, Oh, we miss seeing your face. And it's like so sweet, but I have so much fun on TikTok. So if you really want to get a hold of me, go on TikTok, you can message me on there. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. And TikTok tells your whole story. So yeah. And I think you're on there at least once a day. Right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're active on there. Hang out for a second. So everybody, Mm -hmm. all my information will be in the show notes as usual. And I'm going to tell you again, please, 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 or ask you um, if you can support me, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. So you can um, um, subscribe to my YouTube channel, go to my major platforms and subscribe there. Write me a review there. Uh, Like, comment, share. It'll help me out a lot. All right. So please do that. I'm going to talk about the raw bar. I do talk about this every time I do a podcast, but, um, I believe in these bars. The only package good I eat, they are vegan, but they're good for every diet. They do not sponsor me. I'm an affiliate and an ambassador, but it does help me out when you use my affiliate code that is in the show notes below. 10% 10% of their net proceeds go to Feed the Hungry Children worldwide. I encourage you, please, to go look at the uh, website. When you click on my affiliate link, you'll find their story. You will meet Jake and Rachel, who are the owners of the company. I adore them. They are great. There's no artificial sweeteners in this bar. There are 18 to 22 grams of protein a bar. They are put together by coconut oil, which is great for the brain, uh, sweetened with coconut nectar, blackstrap molasses, a little bit of Himalaya salt. They are wonderful. The raw Bar, R-A-W-R. And on that note, thank you, Anna, for joining me. Thank I really you. appreciate it. You have a beautiful smile. Keep it going. Okay? Thank you.
1: <laughs> thank All you. Right.
0: Everybody have a great day. <laughs>